Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on CityCast Boise, St. Patrick's Day used to be a real banger in the Treasure Valley. But are our greenest years behind us? Minerva Jane is here to make a case for bringing back Irish pride in Boise and, like a true saint, she tried the corned beef all over town so you don't have to. It's Tuesday, March 14th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Minerva. Welcome back. Hi, Emma. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. You went out, you did this hero thing, and you went out and you tested a classic St. Patrick's Day special, corned beef, all over Boise. I can't wait to hear what you found out. But first off, is Boise a good place to celebrate St. Patty's Day, or could we up our game? Boise used to be a really fun St. Patrick's Day time. It's the same with Mardi Gras. Boise used to be really all about going out for these holidays and partying and living it up and embracing that. But I feel like our game has really... um, gone down drastically in the last, you know, few years. We've certainly had enough reason to not celebrate over the last, you know, with the pandemic and everything over the past few years. Um, I feel like a lot of us might benefit from some celebration just for our own mental health reasons and and to remember why Boise is a fun place to be and and why we like each other as human beings. So yes, I think we could up our game and we should. That's my memory of it is, is that St. Patty's Day used to be sort of notoriously rowdy in Boise. And then for a while, not even pre-COVID, I felt like it kind of had started to fall off, which is either a good or a bad thing. I suppose if you're a bartender, you're like, thank God. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you always you always run into the possibility that with a holiday like St. Patrick's Day, it becomes amateur hour mm-hmm. where people who never normally go out are suddenly out and they're like a total wreck and a total mess. And not that I want to encourage people to do things to excess, although secretly I, I do. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was always such a fun time. You would have thought everybody in Boise was Irish, uh, you know, um, for St. Patrick's Day. And don't they say that like everybody's a little Irish on St. Patrick's Day? That's what it used to be like. You mentioned that like it used to be more fun here. And Boise isn't as well known for Irish roots as compared to Basque roots. You know, we have so many festivals and and Basque dancing and, and food and stuff here. Do we have a pretty strong Irish community here? I would think that there is just because of how many people have come to Idaho from states in the southern United States and made Idaho their home. My own Irish roots, my family moved here from Tennessee and Virginia, but before that, I have a strong Scotch and um, Irish heritage with the Barnetts and the McMillans in my family. So um, I think that there probably is. I don't think that it's unusual for a lot of people white people especially to be of Irish descent and to know that about themselves. So it wouldn't surprise me if we did, but I think that it's not one of those things where it's um, 
as highlighted except during, you know, holidays like St. Patrick's Day. So let's talk corned beef. I got to say, I think I've had corned beef once or twice. And I honestly would rather like ban banshees of Inishir and myself than go test out corned beef with you in Boise. Frankie asked if I wanted to go with you. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'd rather chop my fingers off. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that with Minerva. She's on her oh, own. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay. But I could be wrong because maybe I just haven't had good corned beef. Do you know? Like, uh, Well, I think that you either kind of like corned beef or you don't. It's one of those divisive polarizing kinds of foods. And I know that other people, like other friends of mine and things, you know, they hate it, but I love it. Um, and so it was um, no problem for me to heroically hit the streets of Boise <laughs> and surrounding areas in search of finding you, dear listeners, the best corned beef experience that you can hope for in our fair hamlet. Is corned beef like, is it the St. Patrick's Day food? Like other than green beer, I guess, or Guinness, uh, but like... What what is corn? Why is corned beef like the St. Patrick's Day food for you? Well, for me, it's um, something that we would traditionally have growing up. You know, that was the only time of the year that we would ever eat corned beef. It just has that feeling of nostalgia and tradition. Um, but I did a little digging on the origins of corned beef as um, the St. Patrick's Day food, and it's not traditionally an Irish celebration food, but an Irish American celebration food. Oh. And so what had been the the case with corned beef is it had been a food that um, the wealthy could afford, but the Irish could make basically for the British. And so the Irish would make the corned beef, but they weren't able to afford it. Um, it was not part of their celebration at all as they preferred pork as their meat of choice. When Irish people immigrated to America and their fortunes sort of turned, it became an aspirational food and sort of a sign of success. And I love that now. Even It makes me love corned beef even more because it's like this testament to um, changing your life circumstances. That's inspiring to me. You know, my my own family coming from the hills of Tennessee and Virginia, uh, you know, and being what you'd call hillbillies, you know, moving out here and making life, their life a little bit better. And so to me now, it has a whole new meaning as like, here's a symbol of our own success and our own personal triumphs through this dish. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's very American. Um, I think, you know, it's giving me, it's giving me patriotism. It's giving me pride. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
honestly, what is corned beef? Because I have no idea. You could tell me anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, corned beef in the origins, it's really, it means salted beef. Um, and, you know, it's usually a made from like a piece of brisket or a kosher uh, cut of meat from the front of the cow. Um, it's uh, generally a tougher cut of meat. And so like wanting to um, sort of brine it um, helps to tenderize the meat. And then um, cooking it for a long period of time uh, transforms it from this like tougher, more difficult to eat kind of meat to something much more tender. Now, it's that process of, of salting and brining and things like that and all the spices that are used that um, give it that sort of you know, pickly kind of flavor. But again, you know, a lot of people don't like it. What makes a good corned beef? What are you looking for? What I'm looking for is I like a noticeable briny taste. Some people may like it more subtle, but I like it to have that sharp pickled kind of flavor. But I want it to be cooked in such a way that it's tender so that it like melts in your mouth. You can almost just break it apart with your tongue. Um, as opposed to having to like cut it and chew it and, and that kind of stuff with a tougher piece of meat, you know, that can be a little bit harder. I do not like a dry corned beef. I don't like it if it's shredded like a, you know, like a brisket or like a, a pulled pork kind of consistency. I don't like that. It should slice easily. It should be very juicy. And I want it to be properly seasoned as well. Not only the meat, but also the cabbage and potatoes and and often carrots are served with that. I want there to be flavor in that. I don't want it to just be some sort of bland mush. What was your favorite? We gotta know. So I went to four different places and three of the places made my list. Coming in on number three is Quinn's. I went to Quinn's. Okay. They're sort of an institution in the area. They've been around forever and ever. They definitely have a cult following and they have corned beef daily. Uh, you can get it after 5 p.m. They have a nice portion size. I think it was a half pound corned beef with potatoes and cabbage. My complaint would be that I, th I thought the cabbage and the potatoes were kind of bland, but you know, you can then season those kinds of things to your own taste. So there's no big deal with that. The corned beef was good, but I could see how it would be like great in another dish. So I also tried a second corned beef dish that they have, which was the corned beef mac and cheese. Okay. And so it was pieces of the corned beef mix and cabbage mixed in with macaroni and cheese. And it was really good. <laughs> I was I was like, that's either amazing or horrific, but you, you liked it. It was it was amazing. The cabbage was not like super soft and bushy, so it had a nice texture. The textures all worked really well together. It was kind of a treat. Um, and I think that like the corned beef itself was about $16. And then the mac and cheese, I think was like around 12. Um, I would uh, recommend giving their corned beef mac and cheese a try if you like corned beef and you like macaroni and cheese. Okay. And then coming in at number two, um, Westside Drive-In. They do a big corned beef and cabbage dinner special each year. Now, I do want to preface this by saying that I wasn't able to have this uh, before we recorded this, but I have had it um, in the past. And it's something that I look forward to each year, but they only do it during a certain time. But they give you, um, it's a great portion of corned beef. It's, it's a half pound as well, I think, of corned beef um, with braised cabbage, rosemary roasted red potatoes, horseradish honey mustard, and a roll with butter, and it's so good. Mm. It's $20.95, uh, but I was seriously impressed with it because I wasn't 
sure what to expect from like a drive-in, even though I know West Side really gets food right most of the time. So I brought it home and I sat down and I watched the Maureen O'Hara movie. And I believe it was The Quiet Man. That's usually the one I choose for um, for St. Patrick's Day. And just was like blown away by how good it was. The only reason it's number two is because I can't get it every day if I want it. You know, it's yeah. like so, <laughs> so good. My number one is there's this great restaurant out of Meridian called The Harp. Um, and I had never been to it before, but you get the full authentic Irish pub atmosphere when you go out there. It's got, you know, a, a green walls and lots of photos from places in Ireland and um, all those kinds of things that you kind of think are going to be in um, a traditional Irish pub a homey kind of feeling. It was like little tile floor and like it was, it was very warm and inviting and it had been um, snowing. Of course it's March. So of course it's been snowing um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, outside, but it just felt really warm and cozy inside. And, you know, I walked in and I was immediately greeted by the person working there. His name is Josh. Shout out to Josh. He gave great service. Absolutely amazing. You know, it was a great portion um, of corned beef, and it was exactly what I'm looking for. Slow cooked, tender, had the right amount of that punchy brininess. The cabbage was flavorful. It was tender, but it still had a little bit of a bite to it, so it didn't. It wasn't mushy, um, and and that's always a nice texture when you're going to eat cabbage that's been cooked. And then it was served over these like creamy kind of smashed potatoes. I mean, they're mm. advertised as mashed potatoes, but you know, there's still like some skin in there, like potato skin in there. And uh, they were very, very, very creamy and a big portion of those. And then they make fresh homemade soda bread every day. Ooh, okay. And the soda bread was, Oh my gosh, it was so good. And I don't think it was just because I hadn't had like bread in a while. <laughs> I think it was like, <laughs> it was like legit delicious soda bread. Like it was that perfect texture, but perfect consistency. And then I had to drink, I had a drink there that they have called the Lady Irish. I wasn't expecting it to be pink, but that was a bonus because pink <laughs> is my favorite color. I know everyone out there is shocked by that revelation, but it was a Jameson whiskey-based drink with a medium dry sherry, black fresh currant, lemon juice, cane syrup, and chilled champagne. So what's not to love? Um, it was sweet and tart um, and lovely. They have other Irish fare there as well. So they're also serving things like boxed and steak, shepherd's pie. And this I have to try. They have the Harp LLT, which is a lamb, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Oh, okay. That sounds yeah. so good to me. Um, served with a Colcannon slaw. So there are things I feel I must try. My curious tongue must know, you know, what delights <laughs> <laughs> are in store for me there. And, you know, it's a family-run business. I know they do a big, um, they've been advertising a big St. Patrick's Day celebration. So I would add that to the list. And that was another, you know, there's a price point of $16 for that meal. And it was so good. So good. So check out the harp. Also, I'm sure everybody knows this, but like, People did not know I was coming to try out their food. Nobody paid for anything. I paid for everything myself. You know, <laughs> none of this is sponsored because I will tell you if I don't like it, I will tell you the truth. You can trust me. As my friend Elite said years ago, um, I could be petite, but I like to eat. And, um, you know, <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Now I'll tell you, like, there was a time that what I would have done is I would have donned my green velvet and satin 
hoop skirt dress and, <laughs> and gone to all of these places and, and done that. That's how I used to party. But I just, uh, I did it much more incognito this time. So, um, I definitely think you should try out these places. Um, I think the harp is really, uh, I can't rave enough about it. It was a a lovely experience. Well, you mentioned being honest. So I got to know three places made the list. What is the fourth? I would have to. So what I'm going to say, I went to um, O. Michael's pub, which is a friend favorite. Like we go there occasionally and they do some things really well. Um, Love their finger steaks. I love their fried pickles. I love the ambiance. It's very dark. I love a dimly lit room. It's a great first date spot because if you're not feeling it, you can just sort of blend into the shadows and just disappear. That's right. You can slowly <laughs> back into the darkness and no yeah. one will even know what happened. And so you're just, you're getting like a good funky kind of atmosphere. They do, um, they do corned beef every Thursday, but it did not um, it did not tick off the boxes for me really in any way. So <laughs> I would pass on that, but have something else there. Um, well, what about a good Guinness pour? Where would you go for that? Well, um, you know, I'm not much of a beer drinker. Like for me, if I'm going to have a beer, it's almost always a PBR or a Montucky cold snack. As far as Guinness goes, I love Guinness. And I can tell you that the best Guinness pour that I have had um, is at the Neurolux. Oh, yeah, definitely. They do it right. They take the time. They do the pour correctly. People know what they're doing. They're they're accurate. Um, and, you know, there's something even better about a Guinness that you've waited for it to be done correctly that makes it hit the spot even all that much better. So how will you be celebrating this year? Since you went out ahead of the holiday, <laughs> are you going to stay home in your emerald hoop skirt and um, make your own corned beef, maybe? Well, I haven't been able to dust off the dress yet. And, you know, there's this great story about the dress, too. The The dress was given to me by Margaret Steigers. She's a Boise legend. Oh, Curtis's mom. Oh, I love Margaret. Curtis Steigers' mom. Yes. And, you know, she's a diva of Boise here. And she's a fabulous singer. And she gifted it to me. And I love it. Uh, there's just not very many occasions to wear, like, a green velvet and satin um, hoop skirt, you yeah. know, Christmas, um, St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. But this year, um, as in years past, my friend group actually does a corned beef party. Um, so we cook corned beef and we get together and we eat corned beef and hang out and, and spend time. Um, I don't know if I'll do anything outside of that. Although it would be tempting because St. Patrick's Day this year is on a Friday and that's a party day. So we'll see. Maybe we'll see if the mood strikes. I'm trying to get out more and, and have fun. So if you see um, a deranged blonde and a giant green hoop skirt, <laughs> that'll be me. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> well, I really hope I see that because nothing would ever make me feel more festive, whatever the holiday is. So thank you for your recommendations. And I hope you have a really great St. Patrick's Day. Well, I hope you do too. And thanks for having me, Emma. It was, it was my pleasure to try all the corned beef for you and our fabulous listeners. So Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Speaking of grain, a bit of good news before we head out. The Idaho Statesman is reporting that snowpack in most of the state is above normal, which means after several dry years, parts of Idaho might finally be out of drought. The National Weather Service is also predicting more snowfall for the rest of March, so prepare to be bundled up out there for a little longer. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Looking to get lucky this St. Patrick's Day? Here's a Boise pro tip for you. 
head on over and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. Every day, we've got event listings and guides to what's happening in our fair city to help you get up to all sorts of shenanigans. See you out there, Boise.